Let makes let me make let let, 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 let no one make a mistake. See, that's what they need to do. He just needs to like accentuate it, accept it, build on it, and make it a rap deal. It's Joe Biden and the cool ones. Hey, it's Red Friday. It's also Funky Friday. Give me another shot of that, Chris. Give me another shot of it. Just get yeah, it up and play. Okay, so uh, I'm Trey. Trey Ware here, KTSA. Love you, San Antonio. There's Chris. There's Elaine. Elaine. There she is. Right over there's Don. What? 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 What is this story? Barack Obama. Oh, the last one we had? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Something about Barack Obama right, and, and a school. It's the teacher in Michigan. In Michigan, of all places. Uh, a left-wing, Democrat-controlled Michigan. The teacher had a biology assignment. A biology assignment? And she had a, what class? What, what age? Do we know? Middle school? High school? Kindergarten? Uh, college? We don't know. We'll just... Right. Okay. It really doesn't matter. No, it does Because it was just the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> But anyway, the teacher had a, uh, several monkeys, primates, okay. about pictures of several monkeys, and and a, and she wanted the students to you know spot the pick out the primates in this collage of pictures. However, uh-huh. uh, included in the pictures was a, a photo of former President Obama. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, a photo of what? Former President Obama. She included in this collage of pictures of. What? What? Yeah. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. By the way, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not really one to comment on stories that I cover. No, not at all. Not but, you. You never. know, but in this situation, yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who Obama? I agree. Well, you know, it goes. You know, that's up to, the, to opinion. But yeah. this, uh, clearly, this teacher. Was, oh, the teacher. Yeah. Well. You know. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Did she? I mean. I don't know what, what was what was her reasoning. I, I'm sure somebody had to ask her, right? Some intrepid reporter, lady. Uh, what, what what were you thinking, ma'am? What were you thinking? What well, was her according answer? According to the principal, she was, the teacher was just not aware of the what? cultural significance of what was going oh, on. Oh, I'm calling yeah. BS. I am as well. I'm raising the yeah. Friday BS flag. Right. Someone was trying to make a statement, and they. <laughs> Took the low road on that one. Somebody thought they were being funny. Yeah. Somebody thought they would be in funny. Yeah, that's and that's what happened. Yeah. Just okay, unfortunate so all the way around. Has the ACLU, uh, the uh, NCAA, the United Negro College Fund, are they all up there just yelling it's, and screaming? It's probably going to happen. Oh, Reverend Al, got to get it. Reverend Al, baby, got to get it. Yeah, yeah, Reverend Al will be there before noon. Man. So what happened to the teacher? Has she been fired? Uh, Drawn and quartered? I mean, what's going on with her? It's the latest. I can play the statement from the school's oh. director of oh, diversity. Oh, you, ha- you have a statement. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's, let's listen. Is it something that the teacher did, uh-huh. you know, purposely put this picture in, along with the animals and the apes and the primates? I- I'm trying to understand this myself, but right away I had a reaction like, you know, it- it's so wrong, I can't understand it. Oh, so yeah. the teacher's on leave. Oh, the teacher, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Permanently. Yeah, I would say. It's a safe bet. <laughs> She's over there with the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> Or will be soon. But, uh, what a serious he, lack of judgment. Well, you know, the yeah, you just don't. You got to yeah, be. Come on. Come on. 
please. Whether you like the man or not. When I don't. You know, but you don't do that. No. That's I wouldn't just, do that. I don't like him, and I wouldn't do that. No, Come on, now. I think he's bad for America. I think he's a commie, but, I mean, I wouldn't put him in with a bunch of apes. Give me a break. Come on. That's pathetic. All right. Well, what a way to start a Friday. And it is a Friday. So... You know, I can tell you're more hyper than usual. Well, it's just a Friday. That's all. I mean, you were you met me in the kitchen. I did meet you in the kitchen. I was making my 18th cup of coffee when when you walked in the door. That's pretty. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's you pulled a Howard Dean on me and started screaming at me when I walked in. You walked in, and what happened? What what did I sound like when you walked in? Yeah. Said good morning to you just like that. Running around the building wearing no shirt, banging on his chest. I was doing that yeah. too. She can put me in there with the primates and I would fit perfectly right now. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't offend me. Hey, mama, you, you teach her up in Michigan, put me in there with the primates. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I may be swinging from a tree before this day's over. <laughs> Already bananas. That's right. Yeah, that. Got that right. All right. So J.P. Morgan has issued a report called Cruel Summer. And the national average of regular gas has continued to climb for now 11 consecutive days, 17 increase over the past week, 49 cent increase over the last month. And they're saying get ready for a cruel summer at well, well, well above $6 a gallon. Do you recall back several months ago when Kamala and Pete stood together and they said, hey, get on the bus? That's what we're doing. We're trying to get on the bus, the double Dutch bus. They are, this is the plan, folk. Make This is the plan. Make no mistake, it's a plan. They're working the plan. This is not happenstance. This is not Vladimir Putin. This is not a mistake. They're doing it on purpose. They're making gas so unaffordable, so painful, that you will quit driving. That's the plan. Let me give you let me give you a local example of how government does this to people. They bring about pain. Right out here on 281, 10 years ago, the traffic was so horrendous that the guys who stood to make trillions of dollars off of toll roads from Spring Branch to downtown, the people in the government started screwing with the lights there on 281, and you had to stop at every light when you were coming into work, and you had to stop at every light when you went home in the evening. You get home 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Because they'd screwed with the lights so much, you had to stop at every red light all the way out there. They did it on purpose. Why? So that people would be screaming for their toll roads. Screaming. At first, when it first happened, and I walked through this entire process, that's the advantage of sitting here for 50 years. But they, at the, at the very beginning of the process, people said, hell no to toll roads. You ain't building it out. You ain't, I already pay my gas taxes. You ain't building no toll roads. And by the time they were done screwing with the lights and making driving on 281 miserable, people were screaming for toll roads. I don't care. I'll pay $10,000 a year, people would call this show and say. I'll pay whatever they want. Just let me drive down 281 to get to work. That's what they were saying. They were calling the show. At first... At first, they'd call the show and say, hell no, you ain't building no damn toll road out here. Ain't going to build no damn. And, and then a couple of years into this thing, after they had screwed with those lights enough, and people were, you know, five hours going to work and five hours getting home, and, uh-uh, yeah, please build toll roads. That's how they do it. And that's what they're doing with gasoline right now. They have raised the price of gasoline on purpose to make it painful so you'll quit using it. 
Question is, are you going to quit using it? The Biden Interior Secretary was in front of Congress yesterday. Her name is Deb Haland. Senator John Barrasso asked her, do you believe the gas prices are too high? And the secretary said, well, I completely understand the crunch that so many Americans are under right now. I've been driving since I was 18, so it's, uh, I know, well, we have another you know, and I have another remember. Remember back when we were lines at the gas stations and that kind of thing? And Barrasso said, so are gas prices too high? Well, you know, I, we're doing all we can. What that says, folks, is no. This administration does not believe that gas prices are too high. Do you believe that gas prices are too high? 210-599-5555. Do you believe gas prices are too high? The administration doesn't. They want them to go higher. I told you yesterday they're programming pumps now for $10 a gallon. They want it to absolutely cripple you to where you're going to get in a bus like Pete and Kamala said. Remember that. Remember several months ago. You need to get out of your car and get on the bus. Ride the double Dutch bus. You're going to be so much happy if you just ride the bus. Get on the public transportation. You're going to be so. Are you going to do that? Are you to that point yet? What's your breaking point on all this? Meanwhile, Quinnipiac, uh, Quinnipiac University is out with a brand new poll this morning. Joe Biden is less popular among Hispanics than any other demographic, including age and gender. The same Quinnipiac poll conducted last year put Hispanic support for Biden at 55%. Now he's in the toilet and being flushed at 26. Young Americans and white men also have low approvals for Biden. The president's highest approval ratings are among Americans older than 65 and black Americans. Black Americans are the only demographic in which Biden has a positive approval rating, which is interesting to me because Joe Biden has a lifetime of racist disparaging of blacks and supporting members of the KKK in Congress. And blacks are the ones who support him the most in America. Traffic, AccuWeather coming up. ETSA and FM 1071. Drivers are hoping someone can pump the brakes on rising gas prices as experts Uh, sound the alarm about a possible summer surge on the way. Yep. Red Funky Friday. It's a 523 KTSA. Hey, Don, I just want to talk about all those voices on that promo, and then we'll play it again here in a couple of minutes. But uh, having uh, grown up around all those guys, right? you know, and I just want to share a couple of personal stories. Sure. You know, yeah. being, being around. First of all, I'd love to hear that. Uh, Bruce Hathaway was my second father. I, there was no point in my life until the day he died that I, I, he wasn't there. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, he came here and... Well, I mean, he grew up here, but, I mean, he came to KTSA in 59. My dad was already here, and they became really quick friends. They, uh, for, for whatever reason, their personalities just meshed, man, and they were brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and they went everywhere together and did shows everywhere together. Back in the day, the disc jockeys made a lot of money doing what they called record hops and mm-hmm. going out and doing that. Right. And those two would do a, a tour all over Texas. And Augie Meyer talks about this in the in the podcast that I did with Augie that's on our 100-year page. Um and they would go everywhere, you know, and, right. and and we're together. And when the psychedelic drug stuff hit, my dad left here and uh, went to K-Buck and did the Ricky and Judd thing for years. But Bruce never left. He, he stayed here. Right. And uh, he did mornings for, for many, many years. Uh, and I, as of now, uh, I've been doing the morning shows from, from 1999 till now. So I, I'm the longest tenured morning man that KTSA has ever had. But Bruce is right there. He's like number two. But, he, you know, he's a legend and forever will be. I was over at Magic, and I hired him to come over there and do the morning show over there. And then he went to KJ and a couple of other stations. 
and then ended up hanging around here, uh, you know, toward the lighter part of his, his life. But he, just an amazing man. Uh, tall, taller than Abe Lincoln and had yeah. the Abe Lincoln beard. Yeah. The whole thing, man. Blood. And you knew him when he walked in a room. You knew him. And, he, and everybody knew him. He was friends with every musician. They would come to town, yeah. and they would, you know, come see Bruce Hathaway. He was uh, doing some stuff with the rodeo mm-hmm. when I when – I, came to town communications and, director yeah, yeah. so we would speak you know, you know you during the entire run of the rodeo he would call every day let me know what was going on not a nicer and, guy on yeah. planet earth not a funnier guy on planet earth and not a uh, more knowledgeable guy about san antonio history on planet earth than bruce yeah. hathaway and uh love my wife's spaghetti <laughs> he absolutely loved it he i remember he called me one time um he said let's go to fuddruckers and i bought a bucket of beer over there and a couple of burgers he said i'm gonna tell you everything about your dad <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> the stories came rolling. oh no uh, yeah. well but the, the, the favor was replayed repaid because i sat down with dad one time we had fajitas and margaritas and did the same thing <laughs> so it was great he told you all about bruce um, mm-hmm. and i'm taking him to my grave uh <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good idea but honey the plane's a little overloaded but yeah. anyway uh then brad messer who was the finest journalist that i've ever known uh as far as a a, a broadcast journalist this man was it he had the integrity of well anybody you can imagine ever in this business you know uh he, ed Murrow probably learned from brad messer at some point you know he just was the best in in that journalism came here as a newsman in the 70s and then uh, left for a while, came back as a talk show host and had the finest talk show. And I was on this station with my dad, but he just had the most well-researched, grounded, and fairest talk show. He was very fair to all people, and it was he was just a great one. Hated to see him go. Uh, Carl Wigglesworth, uh, you know, he was over on OAI for the longest time. And uh, when the, the Murrah building blew up in Oklahoma, Bill Clinton blamed talk radio for that. And I called Carl. We were opposite of each other. We were doing the wear pair in the afternoon, and he was on OAI in the afternoon. And I called him, and I said, you know what we ought to do is we ought to marry the two stations this afternoon and do a simulcast of the two stations and kick push back against Clinton. And he said, it's a great idea. Let's get the engineers in here. And I got Ann Schiller and our engineer together, Leroy Dietrich, and we got them with their engineers, and they were able to marry our broadcast. So Carl was on KTSA that afternoon while he was on doing his show on WAI, taking calls from both listeners. And right. we were on WAI taking calls from both listeners. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were simulcasting that afternoon. Right. I don't know that that's ever happened before or since. I don't, I don't think it ever has. You know, we were fierce competitors, but in the face of what we were facing, kind of like what we are today with yeah. the, the government trying to crack down on talk radio, we got mm-hmm. married. And then years later, he came over here and did the afternoon show for many, many years and was program director for, for a while as well. And then, of course, the last voice on there, you know, one one I'm very familiar with, yeah. and that little blurb that you heard uh, in the in that promo, we'll play it again here in a second. That was him. I mean, he was the same on the radio as off the radio. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't change. He didn't become some guy that was a different. You know, a lot of guys in our business do that, right? But not him. Uh, what you saw and what you heard in public was the way he was behind closed doors at the house. So when he said, "Get yourself a quarter and give me a, give me a call," that's Chris is nodding his head because Chris worked with him for years right. sitting across that glass. Yeah, Chris that, has some great Ricky Ware stories. Oh, that was my so, pop. Yeah. That, that was the way he was. And uh, a lot of the ways the industry is today would drive him absolutely nuts. You know, everything was supposed to be fast moving and forward momentum and all those kind of things. And that's the way he always approached everything that he did all mm-hmm. of his life, whether it was running the racetrack, doing the television show, or, you know, working on the radio here. 
I didn't have the the pleasure of working with your dad, um, but but I have had to follow in his footsteps like anybody else who comes here, um, which is no easy task. No, but you know, I not being from the area, um, I wasn't aware of of his stature in the community and and heard the name as soon as I arrived in town. I, I started hearing the name, and I, I told you the story before um, around the time your dad passed. There was a school here in town. Um, that had a nursing program, and it was over at the Wonderland of the Americas. Yeah. Uh, and, and the school closed. Yeah. So all of these students who had paid tuition and had gone, they're you know basically out on the street with no uh, no other uh, opportunities at that point, and um, out of a lot of money. So I show up to cover the story. I was out on the street, uh, doing street reporting back then, and I had my lanyard on with my name and the the call letters and my picture and everything else. And I approached this lady who was sitting on the on this on the sidewalk. Just openly weeping, yeah. uncontrollably weeping, because her entire future and and you know she yeah. was probably in her early sixties right. at this point. So anything right. she was banking on is gone yeah. now. Right, she has to start over again. And so I go up and I'm and I'm talking to her, and she looks up long enough to see my my lanyard with the call letters on it, and the tears stopped, and she screams at me, Ricky Ware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she yeah. And, and proceeded to the entire conversation for the yeah. next 50 minutes went on about how much she enjoyed listening to your dad yeah. on this radio station and the records he would play and, oh, yeah. and and meeting him at the at the dances and what have you and at concerts and and, and whatnot and uh it was really cool to hear. Well, he was yeah. the king dog. Yeah. You know, he was the big dog in the yard, and everybody knew it. And uh, he absolutely treated everybody with love and respect and kindness. Uh, right. The only thing you weren't allowed to do was ever question his integrity, call him a liar. Yeah. Uh, other than that, man, he, he got along with I didn't know I don't know anybody he really didn't get along with. He was just that kind of guy. Yeah. And they loved seeing him and, and hated seeing him go. And we all hated seeing him go. And he... Uh, uh, like I said, uh, you know, 60-year career, and yeah. most of it, with the exception of a very short amount of time, most of it was right here uh, on this radio station. Right. And in uh, yeah, all the voices we, we heard, um, you know, your dad and Bruce and and, uh-huh. uh, and, and the rest of them, n- never really go away. You know, oh. here we are still oh. talking about them. Oh. And this, you know, when the station turns 150 years old, you know, whoever well, is they, here then will probably be talking We, we about stand on their shoulders. Yeah, exactly. That without them, there would be no KTSA. Yeah. Full stop. Yep. It would not exist. That's true. So let's do the promo one more time. Here are those great voices, and then we'll just go right into the news. 100 years of trusted voices. Bruce Hathaway. KTSA. Friday morning with Bruce Hathaway. 6.06 is the time. Brad Messer News. This is Brad Messer, KTSA News. This week, the hardest working radio news department in the heart of Texas is bringing you reports direct from America. Brad Messer, later as part of the talk lineup. What do you think about keeping the Riverwalk looking good by keeping the winos off of it? Brent Bowler News. Good morning, I'm Brent Bowler with KTSA News Headlines at 10. Carl Wigglesworth. I'm Carl Wigglesworth. You, of course, welcome part of the program. And the legendary Ricky Ware. If something comes up you want to talk about, well, you find yourself a payphone. It's only a quarter. And give us a call. Yes. People used to call us from payphones. Well, you find yourself a payphone. It's only a quarter. We're that big of a deal. Celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 55 KTSA. Real quick, there's a voice in there, Brent Bowler as well, that they slipped in. Oh, man, I love Brent. I love Brent. Uh, you knew him. I did know Brent. And yeah. he and I did this show together for 13 years. 13 yeah. years we were joined at the hip, and we had a magical connection together. Right. Uh, like Dad and Bruce, uh, Brent was my Bruce. Yeah. And uh, we were just, 
we did more than just radio together. We were everywhere hanging out and, and just best friends for, yeah. for so many years. Again, another outstanding journalist. Mm-hmm. And pro, pro, pro. He did not mess around. That He was the consummate professional every time he sat out a microphone. Yeah. And again, funny. <laughs> just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, great guy. Oh, I had to, I had the opportunity to to work with him when he was doing public relations yeah. uh, for oh, JBSA. Yeah. Joint base. And I walked in one day. And Donald Rumsfeld was in town promoting a book. Well, and he so, knew everybody too, right? So I'm standing there w- with with Brent, and I didn't know him all that well at the time. And uh, so we're talking back and forth, and Rumsfeld comes in, and he looks at, at, at us, and he goes, are you guys brothers? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell it, you. The, it was, you know, the bald head. This, so. uh, this is what I have to tell you. Every once, it's a real weird deal, but yeah. every once in a while, you'll be laughing at something over there, and your bald head is bouncing <laughs> up and down. And all I can see is from your eyebrows up. Right. And I see that, and I go, Brent. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. one of those weird moments, right. like... Polar, you know, it kind of yeah. catches my breath for just a second. Yeah. Anyway, those are together today. We reject the bloody creed that might makes right. Yeah, and we declare more, more powerful. Shimmer, creed. Shimmer, shimmer. All for one, one for and two. one for all. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> what are you, the Three Musketeers? <laughs> yeah, you're a candy bar, is what you are. Actually, you're a candy ass, but that's a different story altogether. It's a five forty one at KTSa. Hey, Joe, you need to fly to Chicago. Guess what they had? They had a mass shooting in Chicago yesterday. Yeah. People were killed. Uh, Two people were killed. Eight others injured in a shooting in downtown Chicago. Uh, Black-on-black crime. Hey, Joe. Joe, Joe. Joe, baby. Fly your butt to Chicago. Come on now, Joe. Let's, Let's have a little consistency out of you, big boy. You airhead. Get on over to Chicago, airhead prez. Go on. Let me let me make let, let, let no one make a mistake. Ha ha! Chicago big boy, that mass shooting up there. Blacks shot a bunch of blacks. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Hey, listen. The Democrats are attacking uh, Elon Musk. Why? Because Elon Musk is on their S list. Now, now the Democrats <clears throat> came up with a story. That he was on one of his private planes in 2016. And that they had to pay a woman $250,000 to settle a sexual misconduct claim because he showed his junk to her. (laughs) Whatever. And that he rubbed her legs. Offered to buy her a horse. I told you the stuff was coming. I told you. I told you. He said the attacks against me should be uh, viewed through a political lens. This is the standard despicable playbook. But nothing will deter me from fighting for a good future and your right to free speech. He's threatening. He is threatening the Democrat narrative. Didn't I tell you that months ago when this whole thing began? I said, look out. They're going to start shooting everything they have at Elon because he's threatening the narrative. If they're controlling the narrative, then reasonable people cannot get a word in edgewise. And he's the one that's busting it all up. He then tweeted, for the record, those wild accusations are utterly untrue. But, now I love this. I love this. I have a challenge to this liar who claims their friend saw me exposed. You see, this wasn't even the girl who supposedly had this interaction with him that didn't exist. This was a friend of hers who's saying, my friend told me, you know. This is so middle school. My friend told me that Elon showed his junk to her. 
And, and he had to pay her $250,000. He said, hey, tell you what, here's the challenge. Describe just one thing, anything at all, scars, tattoos, etc., that isn't known by the public. You won't be able to because this thing never happened. So Elon's got something there. It, it's a scar or a tattoo or some sort of marking in that specific area that he is challenging the chick to describe. And if you can't describe it, that means you ain't seen it. <laughs> All right, Elon. Put up a shut up, he says. Good. How mad is he going to be if she describes it by laughing? <laughs> well, uh, that could see, be now he's going <laughs> to... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Can you offer a description? She goes... <laughs> I'm thinking that... The, I'm thinking that he's probably going to want a little more specificity. Yeah, you know probably. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is it a nice rose? Is it a long-stemmed rose? <laughs> Does it have thorns? <laughs> How many thorns? <laughs> you know, one or ten thorns, thorns on the rose. You know, that kind of thing is going right. to be the question. Yeah. Uh, so, itsy-bitsy spider? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or a tarantula. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Could be... God Almighty! Could be either. What is going on? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Oh. Rocket. Well, you know what did he say the other day? It's a it's a tattoo of a rocket. Yeah, SpaceX. <laughs> yeah. What? What, what did he say the other day when he announced that he was switching political affiliations? What did he say? You know, here comes here comes. Oh, you know. But I said that like when he was talking right. about buying Twitter. Yeah. Because. He man, he opened a keg of worms as far as the Democrats concerned are coming after him. Yep. So maybe he has Bezos's rocket there. <laughs> tattoo, maybe. tattoo of Bezos's <laughs> rocket. Wouldn't that be something? That would be. He's got of, the Amazon logo. That on. would be like the ultimate, you know, finger. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a finger. Maybe who knows? Uh, but he's told her if you want to prove this case that this actually happened, then just say what's there. Um, look, here's the bottom line: he can't be controlled. And they don't like that at all. NASA can't get a rocket into orbit to save their butts. They can't. And here he is firing them off every 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like every time he turns around. And he's manufacturing electric cars that nobody can match. He's digging tunnels that nobody can equal. He's dominating the field of residential solar like crazy. And now this administration has weaponized the uh the the arms of government to go after him they're going after him like crazy they're going after the SEC's going after Tesla the FAA EPA are going after SpaceX work with environmental demands and so on and so forth and now these sexual claims because that's where Democrats go Democrats are a bunch of perverts and so the first thing perverts do is think about sex and so they're going after this uh, thing on Elon and he's just saying okay there's something there tell me what it is and don't ask Amber. Twitter censorship reached the point of ridiculousness, and he responded by trying to buy it. And now what he's done is he has inspired others to stand up. Remember, nobody was saying anything until, until he start, started to stand up and say stuff. And what did Bezos do last week? Bezos went after this administration last week. Bezos went after him. Bezos owns the Washington Post. That's an arm of the Democrat Party. And now he's going after this administration. Why? Because he feels like he can because Elon did it. So, folks, I told you 
at the very beginning of this, when he first started this, this was just the beginning and that he is going to be raked over the coals by these people and everything in the world. I told you they were going to try to find somebody who he, uh, he had raped when he was seven years old. He raped somebody when he was seven. I told you, that's exactly what I told you when this came out this, two or three months ago when he first started talking about buying Twitter. I said, look out, because they're not going to have it. They, the politics of mass destruction is what the Democrats are all about, because they can't beat you fair and square. They got a number one cheat, and number two, they have to destroy you personally. And that's what they're doing right now. They can't cheat this man because he's the richest man on planet Earth. He's not beholden to anybody. They can't control him. So what are they going to try to do? Destroy Elon Musk. That is their plan. Destroy Elon Musk before he destroys them. And i got to tell you, I've said it from the very beginning. I'm not the biggest fan of his politics. As he said, he has voted Democrat now for years. So he and I did not have the same politics. But I support these latest moves that he is making and these things that he is doing, not only to improve life on planet Earth, but to break up the cabal of the Democrat-controlled media in this country. He's doing it single-handedly. And, folks, I just want to encourage you to get behind him and help him break up the media cabal that has had a stranglehold on this country for so many years. Support him in that, whether you support his politics or not, and I do not, for the most part. We'll see who he picks to, to vote for this go-round. But, uh, but in this other stuff, he's kicking butt and taking names. More power to you. And, Elon, I don't believe that you rolled over and exposed your junk and offered to buy a woman a horse. What a bunch of crap. Where appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Yeah, tighten it up. Yeah. Archie from over in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Don't tighten up. Archie Bell. Tighten it up. That's some funky Friday music for you right there. By the way, just a real quick thing, back on the Elon thing, and this whole thing about uh, sexual harassment on his private jet and blah, 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 blah. Democrats, please remember, those who live in glass houses ended up busted with glass all over you. Uh, Joe Biden, the current president, uh, has been accused on a number of occasions by Secret Service swimming naked in front of them without their permission, stripping off, jumping in the pool without their permission. Number one. Number two, he can't walk by a head of hair that he doesn't sniff on some woman or girl. Okay? That's number two. Number three, he's hands-on. Boy, is he a hands-on president. Come here, honey. Come here, honey. Come here, honey. Until they squeeze it away. trying to, They're doing everything they can to get away from him. Of all ages. And number four, his son's a crackhead. Okay? So, uh... Let's live in some glass houses, Democrats, and let's go after Elon Musk, and then we can talk about what your president and his family is all about and has been all about for a long, long time. Hey, I smell a TikTok challenge at local high schools. We'll talk about that coming up. Now on FM 1071. The indispensable alliance of decades past yeah. is still the indispensable alliance for the world we face today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's in uh he made it to korea now and it's so cool because he's meeting those leaders over there shaking their hands and they're nodding their heads like they understand him <laughs> you know for years for years people would be around james brown when james brown would be singing you know and he'd go and they like nod their head like they knew what james was singing nobody had any clue nobody didn't know what james brown was singing 
And it's the same thing with Joe Biden. They're like nodding their heads, like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, they're, cl- they're clearly in Korean going, uh, "What did he say?" I don't know. Just nod your head. <laughs> just nod yeah, your head. Maybe like, it's you know. the opposite. Maybe he, you know, makes perfect sense to <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the deal. Maybe he's been speaking Korean to us all this time. Right? And we didn't know it. Right. And he's so prolific in foreign languages that he's been speaking Korean. They're, they're getting it. We just don't. Right. It's lost in translation. Yeah. According to that movie Perhaps. with Bill Murray. Huh? That could be the problem. That could be the deal, right? Yeah. You know, every time you see me, he's all masked up, and so are all the others that he's with this morning. Every time you see anybody, including Joe, in a mask, let that be a reminder of a broken campaign promise. The promise, he said it over and over. Chris can find it for you. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. As he was campaigning to be president, he promised to shut down the virus. So every time you see anybody in a mask, including him, and he's wearing one right now. I'm watching him right now wearing a mask. That's a broken campaign promise. Joe lied, and people have died. More people on his watch than under Donald Trump. Okay, so I smell a TikTok challenge. I smell a TikTok challenge. If I wanted more laws, which I don't, I would pass a law saying no social media until you're over 25. Because one of the biggest things destroying our children and grandchildren today is social media. It's killing them. It is killing them, literally and figuratively, killing our, killing our kids and our grandkids, social media. But since I'm not one to, to want to pass more laws, I think that uh, parents and grandparents need to be more responsible with what they allow their kiddos to do on social media. That ought to be up to the parents to control. So I smell a TikTok challenge in all of these schools now getting egged and hand sanitized and, uh, and toilet papered inside of the school. Number one, it makes you wonder just how secure the schools are, doesn't it? If these kids get inside these schools and they can throw eggs all over, break trophy cases, that's not a prank. When you're breaking trophy cases and stealing trophies, that's not a prank. Now you're a thief. Now you're a criminal. Now you need to go to jail. Sorry. It's just the way it is. You know, here's how things have changed. And this is not old fart. This is not old farty. Okay? This is the way it it has changed. Uh, Today, uh, kids do this in schools as their senior thing or whatever, and they take it this far, and they they destroy uh, some of uh, New Braunfels High School. And up in Frisco, they destroyed the, uh, the one of the schools up there. What is it? Uh, Memorial High School up there did the, the did, did base almost the same thing up there. But uh, I mean, even took it e- e- even farther in Frisco at Memorial High School up there, and they did it at Clemens High School here too. There was a, a case of this that happened at Clemens this week. So, and there might be others that I'm just unaware of. I'm, I'm aware of New Braunfels. I'm aware of Clemens, and I'm aware of Memorial up in in Frisco. How things have changed. Uh, today's parents probably laugh with the kids. They probably think it's funny. <laughs> so cute. Now you're not going to get in trouble. In our day, we never. We, you know what? We may have had a senior prank or two, but nothing like that. We didn't destroy property. No, sir, we did not because we had to go home and face our papas. And we knew when we walked in the front door, he was going to know it before we got home. He was going to be standing there with belt at the ready. If we walked in the door after destroying our school, no, we did stupid stuff. Not me, boy. I, I don't want to face my coach. I don't want to face my daddy. And I wanted to be on the radio. And I knew what would happen to me. I'd lose this chance to do this. But well, of course, there was stupid senior stuff that went on. Absolutely, but nothing like this, boy. 
You didn't destroy property. And I smell a TikTok challenge. These are too um, similar. You know, it's kind of like the Tide Pod eating thing that became the craze to put on social media or dumping ice water on your head, stuff like that that takes off. Because it's all social media and it goes viral and, oh, people are going to, I'm going to get a bunch of likes. People are going to hit the heart button on my IG account. They're going to love that or on TikTok. How do they how do they show they like you on TikTok? What do you get? A check mark? Oh, you got a heart? You got a heart. Okay. So there you go. So I, I smell a TikTok challenge among uh, high school students and high school seniors going on. Nick Saban. Man, Nick, you disappoint me here, big fella. I think, you know, I don't – obviously I know nothing about the behind the scenes, but as a as a guy who loves football and college football, um, I've always admired the teams that he has fielded, you know, right? Because they – I've always said his Alabama teams could play in the pros, in the NFL. And I, I really believe that, you know. He has filled with some amazing teams since he's been at Alabama. And that's not talking about LSU or his short time in the NFL or anywhere else. I'm just focusing on his Alabama career. Uh, but he said something really stupid a couple nights ago. Yeah, you know, Nick Saban said something really stupid. And you can tell him I said so. If you know him, tell him I you know, Trace saying you said something really stupid when he said that Texas A&M bought all their players. Texas A&M had an outstanding recruiting year this year. The Aggies got a great group of fellas to come in and play football this year. And they're doing that new thing where they can make money endorsing products the players can. And that's the charge that Nick Saban is leveling at Jimbo Fisher and the crew over at uh, at, at Texas A&M. And uh, saying that he, you know, all he did was went out with all the money and all the Texas A&M money and bought all the best players. And I'm not going to do that. Well, first of all, from what I understand and what Jimbo Fisher has fired back now and said, that's not true. Nick Saban will buy a player faster than you can imagine. But we kind of knew. We we, kind of knew that this was going to be the deal, that these elite teams were going to start infighting amongst each other. Who's got the biggest wallets? Who's got the most car dealers that have the most money? Who's got the (laughs) – Right. Who's got the oil company with the most money can throw at players and, and, and all of that stuff? Well, I got to tell you, out of, out of the two of these guys, I, I believe Jimbo Fisher when he stands up and he said, "I could be wrong," you know, I don't, I, I don't have any empirical evidence, but he sat there yesterday and he said, "Do not call me a liar. Don't call into question the integrity of these seventeen-year-old boys, and do not call my integrity in question." He meant it. In fact, I'll let you listen to it. If you're not familiar with the story, Nick Saban a couple of nights ago said that Jimbo Fisher bought all of his players, and that's why he's got an outstanding team this year, and we'll have you know, A&M will have an outstanding team. I think what he's doing is making an excuse so when A&M goes over there October 8th and kicks his butt like they did last year, um, I think he's just setting it up so that he can say, see, I told you, he's got, they've got all the great players. See, see, see. It's an excuse. To me, that's what he's setting it up for. Since moving to the SEC, they've had their number twice. Boy, didn't well, you know what? The first year, remember when Manziel was there, the very first year that they were in the SEC, they'd been in the SEC five minutes, and they went over there and kicked in their Alabama. rears. Yep, in Alabama. That's right. So let's listen to Jimbo Fisher. He was hot yesterday. Paid for by NHTSA. This is Alex Stone, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. Madam Secretary, are you telling me under oath, that these policies had no effect 
I'm telling you that 94% of the oil and gas industry... I'm not interested in their opinion. I'm interested in the facts. So, no, they did not ask That is a remarkable statement. Josh Hawley, get it, son. Get it. That's uh, 625 at KTSA. Well, next up is monkeypox. That's right. Get ready. Not monkey butt. That was something that happened a few years ago. No, this is monkeypox. And this is another way that we get to help Big Pharma get rich again because you are buying $119 million worth of monkeypox vaccines. They got how many cases in America? One. One up in New York. But yet Big Pharma's going to get your money. They're always going to get your money. AOC on Instagram last night, more than an hour, in this rambling, mumbling, stumbling, stupid thing about a Bible parable and a woman cheating on her husband before blasting the radicalized Supreme Court last night, and all the while showing her new engagement ring. Yeah, AOC going to get hitched. Can you believe there's some dude that wants to listen to that 24 hours a day? <laughs> uh, maybe he knows something about disposals. Anyway, his name is R- Riley Roberts. They've been boyfriend girlfriend for a long time. They really, truly are the redneck version of Harry and Meghan when you see them together. (laughs) Oklahoma abortion bill is extreme, absurd, ultra-maga, says the White House, the new Oklahoma bill. It's an abortion bill up there, kind of like ours. And finally, a Louisiana Army National Guard officer allowed to retire with full benefits after he was convicted of assault for motorboating a subordinate soldier during a promotional ceremony last year. Captain Billy Crosby has now been uh, removed from service after placing his face between the junior soldier's breasts and moving his face from side to side real fast. According, I can hear you guys. I can hear you guys. According to the docs, he told the soldier twice in January that he would motorboat her at her upcoming promotion ceremony. The female officer declined to have a promotion ceremony at that point. Imagine. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. You keep the promotion. After she declined, however, Crosby went into her room where she was sitting down in her duty-approved brown T-shirt and shorts and performed his own improvised ceremony. He told her to stand up, place the rank in front of her chest, leaned in to grab the rank with his teeth, put his face between her breasts, and he vigorously moved his head from side to side while holding the rank with his teeth. Witnesses told investigators that Crosby had previously harassed the sergeant, asking her to ride with him to another post in Jordan because he liked looking at her breasts. What a pervert. He has maintained full benefits, not ordered to pay any fines or forfeit any pay from the judge, ruled that uh, he would not be dismissed from the Army. Crosby was also required to register, or not required to register as a sex offender since his charge was downgraded to assault. Are you kidding me? Try that at your office. <laughs> no, don't. Don't. Because I know what you're going to Trey told me try this. <laughs> no, don't try it. <sighs> well, I was on my way in there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with these. <laughs> Wait till Sean gets here. You have a better chance. <laughs> More to work with. Oh, God. <laughs> quick, quick, quick break. Oh, quick, quick break. It's Friday. Did I mention that? Yeah. Okay. I know. Good. You need to cut back. <laughs> on, on cut back on Friday. I'm not on coffee. <laughs> Six twenty-eight. Uh, by, 
Buying They're in double digits now at this point with the cups uh, pretty of Pretty much. I really yeah. am. Yeah, that's right. All right, so when you try to go buy a, a truck these days, you know your choices are limited. The prices are too high and the wait is way too long, but not at Blue Bonnet, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, and New Braunfels. Why? Because they're the number one volume sales Ram truck dealer in Texas every year. So the factory keeps sending them more because they're selling more and the factory keeps sending them more. You, you, you feed the beast, right? And that's why our friends at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels get more from the factory. So you're going to find a larger selection of new vehicles. More arrive every single day. So if you don't find what you're looking for, you can put your name on one that's on the way. You get it in two to three weeks as opposed to a year like other dealerships. You can also custom order exactly what you want with no upcharge like at any other dealership. But in fact, you'll get special incentives when you custom order. And now it's a great time to buy and get extra discounts during the Memorial Day sales event. Shop in person, online, or buy phone or you can custom order to your exact specs all with low no hassle posted pricing from my friends and yours go in there and say uh, ask for steve when you go in ask for steve and say trey Ware sent me to see you and he's going to take great care of you at blue bonnet christ it's not me we cannot allow what happened on january the 6th to uh go unpunished because they would invite something like that to happen oh, again sh- in the future shut up eric holder shut up 637 KTSA. It's Friday. Did I mention that, by the way? It's Red Frederick. I've read on. This time it's a rose. It says, remember, all deployed, red rose. And it's Funky Friday as well. You know my beautiful friend, Kim Crawford, from over at uh, KBB? Right. Okay. On Fridays, we, we exchange, like, a, a real quick text of because she brightens my day. You know, her show is just fun. Right. Yeah. Uh, just, just, and she listens every morning, too. So I send her something on Friday. She usually says, hey, have a great weekend. Thanks for brightening my my week you know and she does the same thing to me mm-hmm. well she just sent me a text a second ago and said uh, you're cracking me up with that last story <laughs> the one right before the news Rob. yeah and uh, i'm putting my makeup on right now so for the show <laughs> so if you tune in at nine o'clock to kim's show at nine uh, you're gonna see probably uh, like a lipstick on her forehead mm-hmm. and, and eyeliner goes all the way over to her ear because she's laughing while she's putting the makeup on right so Got tune it. in and let's see watch her and let's see if there's makeup all over her face Lipstick looks like an EKG. You know, That's right. Going up and down. <laughs> heart attack, heart attack, yeah. heart attack, heart attack. Yeah, exactly right. So what's going on there? Yeah. Uh, that damn Trey Ware again. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she really is. She's. They have a great show. I, I hear Sean every once in a while mention that it's still on it because I put them on in here. Yeah. And they're over your head right now. I'm looking at them right, right. now. And, they, and they, she comes on at nine. It's just a wonderful, wonderful show. Yeah, they just do a good job. Very friendly, very friendly. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. If, if, if there's a problem with her makeup, it's... It's your fault. I, I take. I'll take blame. I don't care. Yeah. You know. But I, well, while we're on the subject, yeah. I have to say your makeup looks fine this morning. Thank you. Fabulous. I appreciate that. I hate wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've done TV all of my life and and a couple of movie things too. Right. And I just uh, the first thing I do when I get home is I'll run to the bathroom and ask Nancy, start get to scrape it off. I don't care. Get it off my head. You know, I hate it. So. <laughs> But yes, we we have makeup every morning. Right, we have a makeup yeah. service here. We come in, we and sit in a chair, and they get us all dolled up and looking good. And it's a darn good thing that they do. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we'd be real ugly doing this show. Got seven pounds of powder to cut back on the glare from the top of my head. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Every once in a while, it's like, no, yeah. uh, you missed the powder this morning, didn't you? You think the football field over at Clemens High School got some powder That's on right. it? Look at this. That's right. Yeah. Hey, listen, I love my HOA. I, I, I think that HOAs, number one, in many areas, have too much power. 
And because <laughs> yeah, well, let's have some story time here. Why don't we? Want to? Yeah. So, and I also say that they, you know, too much power is when they can take your house, and they can in some instances, right? right? They can yeah. actually lay a claim on your house and take you out. But I love mine. Mine is the easiest going group of folks who just they get. We all get along. And we're it's a small little tight knit community, so we all get along together. We all support each other. We all help each other out, and all that kind of stuff. Love them, love them. But that's not the case all over the country, as you well know. Yeah, <laughs> HOAs can be a real pain in the arse. This is true, and other places as well. You know what happens is you get the one guy that ascends to power because he has nothing else to do with his life. Right? He doesn't have a job or anything, mm-hmm. and he ascends to power in the HOA. And power corrupts absolutely. Power absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. So you give somebody that amount of power to actually lay claim to your home, and man, they're gonna walk by and they're gonna nitpick every little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that it rose happens. is four inch longer right. than it's supposed to be. You know, that rose is only supposed to be three inches long you better cut that rose bush back you know that kind of thing well up in ohio they got a guy who is a retired disabled marine vet his son is a deceased police chief for their local community when his son was shot and killed in the line of duty they gave him one of those thin blue line flags of america the united states of america this is like on my sleeve right here, except this one doesn't have the thin blue line in it. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, well, if it did have one, I couldn't see it anyway. Your finger's in the Well, top. sorry about that. It's the flag of the United States. It's got the blue line through it. You've seen it. We've all right. seen it. Yeah. Well, it's daddy, whose son is dead. You know, he was the police chief. And the daddy is also a Marine vet, disabled, has been flying the flag in the neighborhood to respect his son. That's it. Well, the HOA sent him a letter. The political sign... In the form of a flag, must be removed from your property, the Omni Community Association manager said. The flag on your pole is not a United States flag. It is a political statement. Remove this flag from your property. Now, what an ass. <laughs> Sorry. <Right. laughs> Kids in the car, I apologize. But what an ass. Yeah. That's just, I mean, come on. Uh, the man well, apparently son- doesn't have any idea what the what the flag stands for well i mean perhaps no, they would... he, he told him it's not the, the, a political statement yeah this but is i mean the, the person from the hoa probably didn't understand what the flag no was he told him what it was he told him when they yeah. when they came to him you know they said hey look this is a flag to support my son mm-hmm. the the department the guys raised the funds in the department to, to buy the flag and gave it to me and to honor my son at his funeral you've been to military funerals where they walk over with the flag well mm-hmm. they did they supported they, right. you know presented that to the daddy and uh, and he t- told the association, I'm going to fly it in front of the house. And uh, it's a it's a flag of the United States, got the blue stripe down it and all that kind of stuff. No, it's a political statement. It's a political... You know, I, I don't, I'm just wondering if this is some of that defund the police crowd that's running this HOA. It must be. Right. You never must know. Be. I mean, you know, it, chances are it was Paul a pearl clutcher down the street had a problem with it and wrote that's in. exactly and, what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Or he ticked off. Somebody else was mad at him for something else. Maybe he's left his garbage can out there too long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the flag became the, the thing that they, yeah. you know, somebody like that, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, bottom line is, and we, we, we were saying this yesterday on Wearing Rhino, you know, everybody's just wound way too tight. You just need to take a break, give somebody a little bit of grace, and let them support Leo. Sure. Uh, you know. Uh, I got to say something to you, the HOA up there in in Ohio. If you're listening this morning, we do have people from, from Ohio who listen because they send me emails. If I happen to be speaking to you guys, let me tell you something. Who are you gonna call when you got a problem in that neighborhood? 
Who are you going to call when somebody's breaking into houses in that neighborhood? Yeah, I think sometimes they forget that. That's exactly you right. Know, because we don't have to. How often do you call the police, really, when there's a problem? <laughs> I can count on one hand how many times I've had to call the police to deal with a problem. Absolutely right. So Absolutely I think right. we forget sometimes that that's, that's, why, that's what they do. And, that's right. You know, it's easy to come out and, and, and try to be hip and happening and, and you know, go on about this. And sure. then when, when it hits the fan and you need to call, well, you need right. to call. <laughs> well, and, and the point is about police, and I've always said this about police, is that it's not just when you're calling them that they're protecting you and making your community safer. It's all the time. Right. They're all the time doing that. Whether you have any interaction, whether you call 911, mm-hmm. whatever, they are there making your community safer all the time, 24-7. Yeah. How many criminals have been caught on a routine traffic stop? Uh, yeah. A ton. All the time. But we get it every, several right. times a day we get reports about that. Absolutely yeah, right. You're right. Uh, or, or, you know, they're, they're investigating something going on at a school, and that mm-hmm. just their mere presence at the school could have kept something from happening. Or whatever, you know, serving warrants on bad guys that need to be off the street. They're putting their life in in imminent danger when they're serving a warrant. And we don't have any interaction with that other than when we read about it on the news. They're there doing it all the time, every day, night, day. They're always there whether we have interaction with with them or not. And I'm a a big supporter, and they know that, you know, and and I, I don't back down from that. Are there some nut jobs? Of course, there's lots of nut jobs in radio and doctoring and whatever. You know, they're everywhere. Uh, but for the most part, these are great folks laying their lives on the line. And to, to nitpick on somebody for putting a blue line flag in front of their house is really crappy. <laughs> there, I said it. It's really Go crappy. find something else to complain about. <laughs> what are you going to do when you're having a really bad See, day? That's the problem. you got people sitting right. You got people sitting home with nothing else to do. That's Mrs. Kravitz. Do you remember, do you remember Mrs. Kravitz? Yeah. Bewitched. Next yep. door. She was always staring through the blinds, man. What's going on over to Steven's house? Yeah. Well, some neighbor who's mad because she got up and went and stepped in one of her cat's vomit. That something like that happened. That's what I'm saying. A dude left his cans on a, on on the street too long, or something like that. Hey, let me just say, if I was living next door to Samantha Stevens, I'd be peering through the curtains. <laughs> as well. I knew you would. <laughs> Back in a minute. Of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All for one, and one for all. <laughs> Three Musketeers, man. Uh, who's on the piano anyway? From Dane to KTSA, listening to KTSA this morning in the office, I suddenly got really sentimental hearing the snippets from Brad, Brent, and Ricky. I remember listening to KTSA for practically all my life. Well, maybe just hearing when I was a toddler in the 80s and didn't quite comprehend the discussions. Along with Brad, Brent, and Ricky, I'd love to hear those snippets of Liz Ruiz and Steve Gerline. <laughs> Good old Steve. Uh, those are a couple more of the KTSA voices that I remember you also have special spot in my heart as well. I don't get to hear every minute of the shows, so if you've already uh, reminisced uh, some more of their stories, I'm sorry I missed it. 
Congratulations to KTSA. I hope you're around for many more years to come. Lots of love, Dane. I love you, San Antonio. I love you, Trey. That always makes me giggle. <laughs> well, I'm glad it makes you giggle and not throw something at the radio. Um, yeah, there's a they're running these 100-year promos. And I posted the other day a KTSA cigarette lighter, like a Mad Men kind of thing, right? And I said, the Ware family has been associated with this radio station for more than 65 years. Uh, I've been here for forever. My dad was here, got here in 1956. So anyway, um, just a long uh, history, and the greatest voices and the greatest people in the whole wide world have worked here over the years. And they put together a new promo that has uh, Bruce Hathaway doing this show as a disc jockey back in the day, has Brent Bowler uh, doing this show uh, with me. We did, we were teamed up, and it was awesome. Has Brad Messer as a newsman and as a talk show host. Has Carl Wigglesworth, who came over here from OAI and did afternoons here for a long, long time. And then and then the voice of my dad saying, pull over and use a payphone and call me. Listen to this. 100 years of trusted voices. Bruce Hathaway. KTSA. Friday morning with Bruce Hathaway. 6.06 is the time. Brad Messer News. This is Brad Messer, KTSA News. This week, the hardest working radio news department in the heart of Texas is bringing you reports direct from Central America. Brad Messer, later as part of the talk lineup. What do you think about keeping the Riverwalk looking good by keeping the winos off of it? Brent Bowler News. Good morning, I'm Brent Bowler with KTSA News Headlines at 10.30. Carl Wigglesworth. I'm Carl Wigglesworth. You, of course, welcome part of the program. And the legendary Ricky Ware. If something comes up you want to talk about, well, you find yourself a payphone. It's only a quarter. And give us a call. Yes. People used to call us from payphones. Well, you find yourself a payphone. It's only a quarter. We're that big of a deal. Celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 55 KTSA. I want to mention somebody else real quick that you uh, didn't hear on the radio. Ann Schiller passed away just a few days ago. wasn't that long ago. And Ann Schiller was here. Uh, came here in 1968 as a teenager and uh, worked for here for so many years and worked her way up uh, to actually run the radio station. And she and I worked very closely together for uh, most of my career here. And uh, she was not only a tremendous mentor to so many of us, but she trained so many great journalists that you know, and including, including Elaine Rodriguez, who's here with me every morning. Uh, Ann Schiller was such a tremendous talent in leading our news department and then leading the radio station in and of itself. Uh, her and uh, and Wendy Womack were the ones who actually put this thing together to be a talk radio station at that time. Uh, they sat down and came up with the formula, uh, and along with the owner of the time uh, uh, and, the, and the general manager, Joe Ernest, they enticed Rush Limbaugh to come here, and the, the rest was history. That's when I came right. back and we, we formed KTSA as, as it is now. Uh, and her loss is, is certainly felt by uh, all of us. Right. Another uh, KTSA alumni that passed away recently was Bobby Lopez. Yeah, Robert Lopez. Uh, yeah. Memorial for him this weekend. Yeah, at uh, Plaza Guadalupe yep. from 1 to 5. Right. So if you're not doing anything, head on over there and help out the family of Bobby Lopez and uh, memory of him mm-hmm. as well. So just so many uh, unbelievable uh, people came through here and wonderful talents who came through here. And we stand on their shoulders very humbly this morning. Where and Rima coming up next, KTSA.